What the fuck was this? Was this a, was this show just a fucking commercial for Line yes. Mobile? Yeah, and a poorly coordinated dance dance off. Drag Race Thailand. Welcome to the Drag Race Thailand Recap Show for Season 1, Episode 6, titled Commercial Commercial. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by the goddess of glitz, glamour, gossip, and gore herself, Ms. Lori Rockingham. That's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing, is that? Yeah. By the yeah. way, I, I forgot to mention here. If it works for B. Ella, it works for me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know that that was a weird tie thing I didn't get. But uh, you're from the you're from Bloody Podcast, right? Yes. Whoop up Thailand style. You like that? Oh, you want to steal right. that? You want to steal that? No. You can I'm have okay. it if you want to. You can do it in one of your com- in your comedy bits. I, I, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. When you do your little, when you do your little skits, your skits on stage, you can do that. I haven't done sketch comedy in a while, and uh, I wouldn't do it even if, I, even if that was the case. Did, did you ever have relatives who uh, would tell you like, like they call it like? At least my, when I was doing stand up, my parent, my parents like to demean everything that I do. That's how. Oh it, yeah. That's how it makes them feel better. So like. They don't. Call, they don't. They don't call my business a business that I make money in, and I live with them. They don't call it podcasting. <clears throat> They'll say you're blogging, which I've never had a yeah. blog, you know. But they- and and what, what I find so funny, mm-hmm. and I would love to talk to JLS about this because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's di- di- like dysfunctional mm-hmm. families are like this or if all families are like this. Yeah. But I genuinely feel when I have good news that my family is upset. Yeah. Like they like I was excited because we're actually getting more and more listeners to bloody podcasts. Oh. And so I was like, oh, we're doing pretty well. Like I would say right now, I mean, it's not anything mm-hmm. to shake a stick <laughs> at, but right mm-hmm. now we're about 600 listeners a month. So, I mean, it's that's a far cry from where we were, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> so, I was pretty excited about that. And my dad was like, 600, like, actual people? <laughs> I wanted to be like, no, 600 robots, dead. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and he just goes, oh, well, all right. I guess that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, ups- he looked genuinely upset that that was, that I was upset, that that was a good thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the, f-? you know. Ugh. Yeah. Well, look, Laura. <sighs> You know, um, that it's so, it's so funny because the other day when they brought you up, remember I told you they brought you up the other day? Yeah. Um, my dad goes, and she does podcasts with you? Blogging? She does, you're, you're blogging with you? And now I just pretend like that's what the word is. I just, I don't, because I don't want to give them the satisfaction. I know what they're doing because the reason I know that they're doing it on purpose to demean me because they don't want, because they feel so fucking upset with their own lives that they need to demean what I do. Yeah, is sometimes podcasting will come up on like the news and they'll be able to connect it to me. You know, like they're like, oh, I saw this story about podcasts or something. So I know they could know it's called podcast. 
But anyway, um, what I was going to say is they said, so what do you and Lori talk about? And I go, we talk about different things. And then we talk about a TV show. So then we talk about our lives. And they're like, and people listen to that? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I've had that. They want. I had that all the time. People yeah. talk about it. like, and and another thing that's really frustrating is now my dad. Mm-hmm. My dad always likes to do this thing where he'll read like pe- newspapers or random, mm-hmm. like it. Like he still reads like the newsletter that comes out at Oxford, my high school, mm-hmm. and he'll he'll be like, "Oh, did you hear that the Sadie Hawkins dance has been moved to no to January?" And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Who cares?" Yeah. But uh, one of the things he loves to do is talk about murders that have happened. Mm-hmm. So when we were on the boat ride, he was like, oh, did you hear about the uh, 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 the woman who killed her kids and buried them and mm-hmm. then ran away with her husband? I was like, oh, yeah, Marie and I are work- are researching that for our mm-hmm. podcast. And he mm-hmm. was like, well, I guess we have nothing to talk about now. Like, it was my fault. Oh. <laughs> like, well- that I, I was like, okay, great. Well, we were, when we were having that conversation, again, continue that conversation, he said, people listen to that? And I go, yeah. And he turned on my mom and he goes, well, I guess we should get a microphone and just talk. I guess because apparently people just want to listen to that kind of crap or something like that. I guess anybody can just have a, a show and people will listen to it. Like, they, they don't yeah. have any, like, how? Which is funny because they would never talk to my nieces that way. Yeah. No, Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then also what I love is my, you know, my aunt right now is just bugging the crap out of me. Yeah, what happened? And anything I say, it's just been a, it's been a, we can get on it on Genius Parade, but essentially it's, it's a couple of different things. And one of the things is anything I say about the future, she has to shit on. Mm-hmm. So I, if I, I've been telling family members that I was like, oh, I think, um, I'm going to apl- start applying to school to uh, when I get my credentials, start applying to schools in, in uh, Northern California. Cause stars always wanted to move back up to San Francisco area. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she says is, well, that'll never happen. You won't be able to move out there on your own. Not like, Oh, that sounds fun. You know, like that'll never happen. That's not, that's not something that, you know, you mm-hmm. will be able to do. <clears throat> and then, and I was like, Oh, okay. So then, mm-hmm. She's talking to my aunt, my other aunt, about Trump. And she's like, oh, yeah, did you see the polls? Blah, blah. And I said, Trump's going to win, which I firmly believe. I think I was like, Trump's going to win. And she goes, Lori, you're being so negative. I don't know why you always have to feel like you have to be negative. And I was just like, you literally shit on on what I was saying like 10 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. How is that negative? Mm -hmm. So anyways. I want the record to show. <clears throat> I would love it if we just could never speak to our families again. That's that, where I'm at right now. That the views of Laurie Roggenkamp do not reflect the views of Afterthought Media and its subsidiaries. I, I think we know. all agree that all religions are cults and Trump's going to win. Yeah. Because America sucks and America wants is a festering boil that wants to continue infecting itself. So. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question, and and, and I, I think I can anticipate the answer. But let's say, let's just entertain the idea that he loses mm-hmm. handedly. Let's even say, how what what will you be saying then? I'll be happy. Oh yeah, but he's not going to lose. Mm-hmm. And if, even if let's say by some miracle he does lose, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. the government, the, he's got control. He's he, what he's going to do is he's going to demand a recount. It's going to go to the Supreme court. The Supreme court's going to vote on it. It's going to, there's going to be a, either a recount or they're going to say, Oh, well, we, we, we would have to do another election. So they would either do a recount and magically find more ballots for him and he would, and he would win or they would, they would demand a new election, which would go, then go back to the Supreme court. The Supreme court would vote for it. It would pass because the Republican majority and you know, he, no matter what, he's not giving up power. He, we have a dictator now and, and anybody and, who didn't and, vote for Hillary or didn't, or voted for Trump, it's your fault. And I hope you fucking die. So that's how I feel really quickly. Once again, just to go back to, and if this doesn't happen, I feel like this is where you've hedged your bets because one of the things, if it doesn't happen, then I'm happy. I'm like super I, happy, <clears throat> but it's not, it's not going to happen. I don't see the point of being positive ever again. Because I, want, I was positive and I, and I, for a half a second when Hillary was running, and I, and I will never be positive ever again. I want the record to show that I'm not engaging in this conversation, and it's not because I have no argument. It's I don't want to argue because we have limited time. And you have to leave by one. I have to leave by one. Yes. So let's get it through for this. This, but week, I will tell you this: mm-hmm. this is more interesting than the actual episode. Oh so. God! It, look, I, you know what? Let's talk about this right now because it is actually about the show. I'm going to tell you something that's going to piss some people off, right? And I don't care. Well, I've said nothing that will piss anybody off. So I don't know if we should start. (laughs) I don't know if we should start now. I think maybe we should just keep the even keel energy that we've established already. This is a longer conversation. Maybe I'll do it on this Joe Batanz tonight. Mm -hmm. But... I now don't trust the opinions of other people. And what I mean is for years we've heard people say, oh, you guys need to cover Drag Race Thailand. It is the best show ever. It is, it's way better than Drag Race. It is so fucking good, right? Mm-hmm. And I am going to tell you that I'm not going to even say, well, no, I am going to say they're wrong. What I'm going to say is, I'm not even saying that the content wasn't there to make a great show. Okay? Mm-hmm. The editing is atrocious on this show. The producing on this episode is awful. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I have a theory, but I don't now I'm like, oh, well, I'm never covering. After we finish this season of Drag Race Thailand, I'm personally never covering Drag Race Thailand ever again. If we randomly get a person who's Thai and wants to cover the show and they're good on the air, by all means, it's all yours, right? Yeah. Because that's going to be my new policy now. My new policy going forward with these international shows is it has to be covered by people from that culture. So they don't necessarily be country, but culture. And uh, who can understand the culture, they should be covering the show from their cultural perspective. You and I, A, shouldn't be covering it anyway. B, I don't want to cover it. Right? From now on. It's a new mm-hmm. it's a new thing I have. I mean, would you do Drag Race Thailand Season 2, Lori, based on what you've seen so far? Um, you know what? I would have to wait till the end. If you ask me episode one, which is why I yeah. think that the people who told us to do 
Drag Race Thailand, watched like the first two episodes and then didn't watch another episode. But uh, if it, I would have to see because I feel like each episode is getting significantly worse. Yeah. As we go on. Um, but who knows? Maybe there's maybe, you know, I mean, we didn't really like uh, Dragula in the first episode, the first season or the second season. And I think that it's significant, gotten significantly better in the third season. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm like a huge fan. So I, no, I, I would say maybe. No, but my rule still applies that I feel people. From oh yeah. It would have to be a Thai person who yeah. could host the yeah. show. Yeah. Because it also tied things that we don't understand. Like, and that, but this episode, and not just because we didn't understand the cultural references, it was just atrocious from beginning to end. Well, also, I mean, we'll get into it, but there was also like, there were moments where they, as like, okay, it's a commercial for line mobile. Sure. Great. They could have made, they could have made a meal out of it. They could yeah. have made something interesting. Yeah. They had no interest in doing that. So, and well, we'll talk about that. And also, let's just look, get into the episode. Let's just get into the episode because also the way they score this show makes no sense. All right. This week, the main theme of the episode is marketing. For the mini-challenge, the queens are tasked with a mark- with making a one-minute video plugging Line Mobile. The maxi-challenge is a team challenge in which the queens parody different Line Mobile commercials. Biella wins both and is rewarded with five years of free cell phone service. The runway is based on Thai commercial actor and model Champuaria. Dearest Doll takes home her second win of the season, while Amadeva and Jaja are left in the bottom to lip-sync for their lives. In the end, the judges are not pleased with the lip-sync, and both queens are told to sashay away. Lori Roggenkamp named two things you liked about the episode, and one thing you did not. Uh, uh, I like that B-Ella won twice. Yeah. I like that Dearest Doll won. Yeah. For some reason, that sure. so I still don't understand why. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't like anything else about the show. I, I let me think. For the most part, I will say there were things that I was like, okay, but nothing I was like, ooh. I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Uh, so one of my things is that the pit crew looked really hot when they came out for a second. The pit crew was great, although I was upset that that one guy was wearing like a full onesie, and I was like, "You do not do that to the pit crew. Yeah, you don't put him in a onesie cover up with his and talents." And I do also like that we're one step closer to the end. That's a fair. That's fair to say. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I did not like was the entire episode. Yeah. Uh, all right. After Petra's elimination, the girls notice that Petra shadily left Jaja and Amadeva out of her mirror message. Amadeva says it's normal for everyone to hate Jaja, but was surprised to be left out herself. Dearest asks Natalia how she feels being the winner of last week's challenge. Natalia says she had to do everything she could to feel 18 again, but reminds the audience that age is just a number. Lori, did you have any thoughts on this uh, after elimination? So I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Because they know they don't really know for sure, and just the way that that we've been noticing the Thai, Taiwanese culture, no, this maybe is not Thai- well, hold on, hold on, this is not Taiwanese, it's Thai. No, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Yeah. The Thai culture, mm-hmm. I apologize. Right. The maybe the way that we've been noticing the Thai culture, leaving out Jaja and Amadeva could mean that they were her closest friends. 
Like, oh, interesting. They're, they're, because I mean, this is also the show where there's been multiple times where they've made fun of people mm-hmm. and they've been like, oh, you just miss your friend. Like, mm-hmm. it, and it's like, oh, that's the thing. That's the reason they were saying very hurtful things to, to, to these people. Yeah. And it was yeah. just like, stop being so sweet. And it's like, what? So, I mean, <laughs> They constantly refer to B. Ella as an elephant. <laughs> and it's like, and, and Dearest Doll is her closest friend. And she, and w- when she was safe mm-hmm. and she goes to hug Dearest Doll, Dearest Doll is like, all right, get over it. Move yeah. on. And then she even says the elephant was hiccuping when, cause she was safe. And it was like, if you said that to me, I would be upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, if you, if we were in a competition, you were like, Oh, the elephant's crying. I'd be like, hey, fuck you, dude. <laughs> so I kind of feel like it could mean that Amativa and Jaja, she was like, I know what I'll do. I'll leave them out because then they'll know they're well, my real friends. Even Here's what I will say. Even get saying that she was trying to be shady, it could be that she left Jaja out, even though it seems like no one liked Jaja, because Jaja doesn't read Thai. No, and also one of the things I thought was funny was they kept being like, read it, read it, go on, read it. And I'm just like, okay, so it made me feel less ignorant because I remember when we were, when I was younger, we would have a lot of like uh, foreign exchange students stay at our house. Mm -hmm. And my family's way of dealing with like the German and French foreign exchange student was just to talk louder. So it'd be like, if they were like, uh, you know, Ula, Ula, excuse me, uh, where, where is uh, the bathroom? And I'd be yeah. like, oh, it's upstairs. I, I don't under. It's upstairs. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh-huh. <laughs> that would be how we would do. It. So now it just kind of makes me feel a little bit better because it's like, oh, everybody does that. Mm-hmm. Like they were literally just like, read it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, she'll magically get it. Yeah. So. That's so funny. Um, yeah, that, that's the thing too, is to be honest with you, just to sort of flash forward is at this stage in the competition, when I was, when I was watching, it was like, wow, they, they hate not the Leanne. She hates them. And at the end, Jaja was like hugging her and crying and oh, she's so nice. And well, she, we can get to it at the end, but yeah. the way that they ended it. I was like, they are trying to make this look like a very sweet ending. And it is just a bunch of cunts coming Uh for each other. Like, it's so mean. Mm -hmm. I was just like, is nobody going to call this shit out? Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. uh, All right. Let's move on. Uh, After a tongue twister video message, Art, Ari, and Panpan enter the workroom and introduce the chief marketing officer of Line Mobile, Pavarisa Chumvingvant, to announce... I almost got that. Chumvigant. To announce this week's mini challenge, Marketing Fish. Hashtag Marketing Fish. Each queen will record a one-minute clip selling line mobile SIM cards. The group splits off to work on their talking points before taking turns recording their videos. After the judges watch and evaluate the videos, B. Ella is named the winner. Now, on this challenge in particular, B. Ella's video was... Maybe Natalia came the closest, but was... Heads and shoulders better than the other ones. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I wish we could go 
See, I'm kind of upset because we have such a time crunch that I'm realizing there's so much to make fun of. Do it. That I I wish, think, look, do it. Wish we had. I mean, we could go down the line of all of their all of their ones. Now, Natalia Flyacam, her her thing was, "Hey guys, I'm such a celebrity in Chinatown <laughs> that, that they sent me this care package." Yeah. And in this care pack and and doesn't mention the the SIM card at all, but says, "You want to know how you can get rich? Get yourself a care package." Yeah. And then recommend a bunch of people. And then that's $10 off. Yeah. What? That makes no sense. That makes no sense to you, Lori? Uh, also, why weren't they in drag? Oh, that's a good point. I never thought of that. Like, they they said the, the whole competition was marketing fish. They were men. So shouldn't it have been marketing, you know, pork or something? Yeah, that's a really good... I never thought about that, Lori. I never thought about that. That is actually brilliant. The I whole time, I honestly thought, oh, okay, so what they're going to do is they're going to practice, <coughs> then they're going to get in drag, yeah. and then they're going to go. Because on, on American just, Drag Race, they would have had him get into quick drag. Yeah, they would have had him do, like, something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. quick drag. And then they were not in drag. Mm-hmm. They didn't, you know. Jaja, I felt like, I think, I don't want to be mean. Mm-hmm. But I think on top of of not knowing Thai, I think there's some kind of learning disability there. Because I just felt like Zsa Zsa was just like not understanding what was happening. Mm-hmm. So that's just... But I, I, I will say that she is entertaining. I do... One thing I agree with with the judge which she said i think if you look which i thought was funny she says if you look at it from a marketing standpoint she did not do well mm-hmm. but she was she was the most interesting to look at which mm-hmm. i think is true mm-hmm. so um, but yeah um but yeah bl to me was the best one because the funny thing like oh it's a secret which that was a weird marketing thing that it was a secret that they're doing this wide uh promotion but yeah um, but I think that was the joke of the whole thing. Do that thing you were doing at the beginning where she was going like a. I wonder if that's a Thai thing or if she just made that up. I think she just, everybody was laughing. So I think she just made it. I think she just made it up. Anime Wong, I was shocked at how bad she was. She wasn't, she didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a lot of people that I was like, Natalie Applycam was shocked by. I thought Natalie Applycam was, well, it's hard for me to read her. So, like, if she was being sincere, it was bad. But if she was being ironic, that's actually really funny. I think she was being sincere. Oh, I legit, really? she she talked multiple times. She goes, everybody knows that I'm a, a celebrity in Chinatown. She said that multiple times. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it was sincere. I legit, like, what I think is so funny is uh, mm-hmm. both Anime Wong and Natalie Applycam keep talking about how Amadeva is a fake. And I'm like, I feel like you guys are the fakiest fakes in the entire show. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I 100% think you're right. I actually don't see evidence that Amadeva's a fake. I don't at all. I think she's, and if anything, I think she's too uh, vocal about everything she's thinking and feeling. Yeah, well, yeah, I would, <laughs> yeah, I would say that Amadeva and Jaja, that both of them, they are 
what what you see is what you get. You can see their face, especially when they were lip syncing mm-hmm. for their lives at the end. You could both tell that they were both like, oh, we're both going home. This is happening. Yeah. We're both going. Like, they're, they do not, they cannot hide emotion on their face whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought that was so, I was like, and then, oh, oh we'll get to it. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, so the mini challenge happened. It was a thing that, that happened. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, well, then the maxi challenge is going to be something fun because they mm-hmm. had this weird mini challenge, which was kind of like a commercial. Yeah. So the Maxi Challenge is obviously going to be pretty fun. All right. Yeah. Well, back in the workroom, Art Aria announces that this week's Maxi Challenge will be another marketing challenge for Line Mobile and calls Pavarisa back into the workroom. She explains that the Queens will be creating a parody of three Line Mobile commercials. As the winner of the Mini Challenge, B. Ella gets to choose her partner and pair the other Queens off as well as assign the commercials. She chooses Dearest Doll as her partner, then decides to simply pair the rest of the order by where they were standing. Annie and Natalia were together, and Amadiva and Jaja were together. Next, three pit crew members enter the workroom wearing costumes to represent each commercial. B. Ella chooses the octopus, as she then assigns Amadiva and Jaja the turtle, and Annie and Natalia the seal. Um, I thought that was very fair of B. Ella. She knew that those queens probably wanted to work together and she she didn't try and sabotage anybody no i thought that was bullshit oh really? i thought oh yeah well you know my pet peeve i hate what? people who think that they need to be honorable during competitions it's like play the game play the game and and win and also it really robbed us of having a fun show because if nothing else then we would have gotten the dynamic of you know i'm a div- uh um anime wong having to deal with either Zsa or Amadiva and vice and vice versa with uh, Natalie apply cam. Mm-hmm. So that would have been at least something somewhat interesting, mm-hmm. but I thought it was, I thought it was bullshit. I hate people. If you're going to go on a competition show, play the game. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't think that you, Oh, I, I'm going to win the honorable way. Oh mm-hmm. boy. Okay. Well then you're going to lose the dumb shit way. Mm-hmm. So By the that's way, everyone, I want everyone to know this is the person that, thinks Trump is an evil person is going to try and win by any means possible. Exactly. Because we're letting him. Because Americans have given up. We've rolled on our backs and we said, just come inside me. I don't care anymore. And I, I mean, you know. What's your evidence for this? Uh, everything that's happening all the time, always. The fact that we're still constantly talking about him on the news, the fact that we're broadcasting his rallies, the fact that we're talking about all of his rallies, the fact that we're, you know, we're doing all sorts of dumb shit. You know, the fact that Joe Biden took away all of his uh, his attack ads when Trump got sick, I would have attacked him more. I would have said, I hope he dies. So we're we are a useless nation and it's not going to get any better. On the Maxi Challenge video shoot, each team has 15 minutes to film their commercials. Annie Mae Wong and Natalia Playa Cam feel very confident about their performances. Amadiva and Jaja have a very disjointed and confusing filming session, and Amadiva is frustrated that Jaja is wasting time. B. Ella and Dearest Doll delight the judges with their humorous skit. B. Ella repeatedly flubs the last line in a way that causes the judges to burst out laughing. After the shoot, the queens reconvene in the workroom to de-drag before the judges join them to announce this winner, the winners of this week's maxi challenge as B. Ella and Dearest Doll. 
Did you? Okay, I want to talk about this. I know we're running out of time, and we're going to zip through a lot of things later. But please tell me, and I was paying attention. They showed, first of all, they probably should have just shown us these fucking commercials, since they pretty much were commercials anyway. Yeah. So I would have had a point of reference of what they were doing. But even by the little I could see, first of all, how do you parody a commercial that's already silly? Yeah. They were just doing the commercial. Yeah. Like, I thought for a second they were making up their own commercial. Yeah. And then Natalia Plycam and Anime Wong said, oh, we're just going to do the exact same thing as this commercial. And I thought, oh, well, that's kind of a cheap thing to do. Mm-hmm. But then th- the next one, they said, oh, well, that's the competition is we have to do a version of the actual thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. why? Why? What's so what's funny about that? Yeah, I uh, I was very, very confused by the whole thing. I'm not going to lie. Not confused. I was very not amused. I'm not laughing. It would be like, um, it would be like if, you know, there was, uh, somebody was like, oh, hey, um, what's it? I forgot the Allstate or who's the flow? Oh, yeah, what yeah, uh-huh. Want? If somebody was like, hey, uh, tra- uh, parody flow. Mm-hmm. In the in the insurance commercials, yeah. How? Yeah, you would just be doing flow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna even go one step further. Um, I'm gonna go one step further and say it's like if you had eighth graders, if you asked eighth graders, uh, to parody flow because it was like if you asked someone in junior high to do sketch comedy. Yeah. It was way over the top. It was a lot of like, like, like cartoonish, like, what is this? You know, and you're like, what is yeah. going on right now? Yeah. Natalie Applycam wasn't even making sounds that a seal would make. I mean, if we were playing this honestly, I would have been like, if she started talking, I would have been like, holy shit, that seal is sentient. That seal understands yeah. human language yes. and can respond in a human way. Uh-huh. And is moaning for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like that's the sound that now it's like, oh my god! Like that would be a parody where you just all of a sudden react in a horrified way because the seal is is yes. a person. Yes, you're right. You're you're one hundred percent right. Well, that's one hundred percent right. Of Gossip, glamour, and gore. Uh. And, uh, the, and, and I actually don't even know what B. Ella, I mean, I could tell, this is what I, I'll tell you what. I could tell that Jaja and, uh, Amadeva were totally missing it, right? And off. Yes. But I don't see what made B. Ella and Dearest Dolls better than Natalia and Anime Wong's. I honestly think it was the, it was the fact that, that she was m- messing up and that made them laugh. I don't think that it was anything about the commercial. Because it couldn't be. There was nothing about that commercial that was better or worse than any of the other commercials. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, you're right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on because we're short on time. Uh, after the winner's announcement, Art Aria, and by the way, this is the part, of, I'll talk about this at the end. And this is, you could probably, people might make an argument for this, you know, in support of this. But I don't understand 
how on this show they have a winner of the maxi challenge, but the actual winner of the episode, it seems to be it's all about the runway, who lip syncs and who goes home. Yeah. And also they had like a separate dance thing, which I was like, that should have been the maxi challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because it was a lot. Yeah. Uh, but well, right. we can talk about that dance yeah. number. After the winner's announcement, Art Aria announces the theme of this week's runway based off the Thai queen of commercials, Champu Aria. Uh, along with the usual runway, the queens have to put on a spe- special show coached by Om and Ake from Shah Harlem Shake. At the dance rehearsal, Natalia struggles with the choreography involving crawling on the floor, and dearest jokes at her knees are probably shot by her age. Uh, dearest jokes at uh, Natalia's knees are probably shot by her age. The coaches are most impressed by Amadiva and B. Ellis. The queens are exhausted as they re-enter the workroom to prepare for this week's runway challenge, and they all complain about a lack of sleep. Natalia and B. Ellis do impressions of their over-the-top dance coaches, which let me complain here about the editing. They're, this is this is literally they got children to edit this show because that is like editing one on one. They're making fun of the coaches about something we didn't see. Yeah, show it. Yeah, or at least even show like a like a clip from like they'll do this on Drag Race if we didn't see it. Like here's what you didn't see. Here's what they're making fun of. But and then so like why would we find that funny? Annie explains that this runway will require a different kind of makeup with lots of bright colors. On the main stage, Art Aria walks the runway looking like a sparkly Isma from... Okay, this... Okay. And introduces the judges, Ma Ornapa, a famous trans Thai actress, and Champu Aria, the famous Thai actress and model whom the runway theme is based on. Before the runway, the queen perform a dance number to a mega mix of hits. Let's talk about that dance number, Lori. Uh, okay. So... First off, they heavily edited it so that way we didn't really see all of them dancing. Yes. Because when we did see all of them dancing, we it was a shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, second, it seemed like they had one rehearsal and that was it and then sort of threw them out there and said, okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. Third, the lip sync started off okay, but then as time went on, it didn't go very well. And it just brings me back to my point of why don't they just let them lip sync Thai songs? Why do they, I mean, look, if you told me I had to learn a medley of Thai songs Mm -hmm. plus a dance in less Mm -hmm. than a day, I would be like, no fucking way. There's no way I'd be able to do that. And these people are expected, like, I just think it's crazy that they're expected to learn all that. Well, also, if you think about it, a medley is harder because it's different kinds of dances. If they just did, if they had just done one of those songs and a little bit of a longer cut, that would have been fine. Yeah, but instead, we just got them attempting to do it, and then just cut twos of the judges kind of lip syncing to the songs too, and I'll which I honest, didn't really understand. I didn't understand it all. And be, I'll be honest with you, I don't know anything about these choreographers. And maybe they were just going off the skill level. It was terrible choreography. Oh, it was awful. I mean, you had people running from who were, you had a, what, what, you had uh, the, probably, I mean, no offense to her, but the biggest person, which is Natalia Plycam, I'm going to say, uh, going through, having to go through like a tunnel walk on all fours and have like have the them do like a leapfrog from the back of the thing to the to the front and it was mm-hmm. like what was the point of that yeah why did that need to happen mm-hmm. 
It was so uh, it you was, know it was not good. Did you have any big runway topics? Okay, we're running out. We're really running out of time. So did you have any? No, big runway? Yeah. I I didn't understand. Nor did I. I, I, I mean, the runway was okay. I mean, again, the, the, I don't think they're doing a bad. I will say, I thought they looked great during the lip sync uh, during those the outfits they wore. Yeah. I thought looked good, and and you know there were some standouts. I thought Dearest Doll did great. I thought Amadeva did great. And you want to know why I thought they did great? Because the producers thought they did great because those were pretty much the only people they showed. Yeah, they would they would zoom in on Dearest Doll and Amadeva, and mm-hmm. then like zoom out for five seconds, cut to the judges lip syncing, sort of lip syncing for some reason, and mm-hmm. then cut back to Amadeva and Dearest Doll. I want to go back to the runway barely, but just on a general note, is again one of the things that everyone always said was like, oh. The runways on Drag Race Thailand are everything. They are just so creative and stuff like that. First of all, fuck the editors because they they didn't always show us the references. So I didn't know what they were talking about all the time in terms of trying to look at this woman. I thought this runway was horrible. I thought look, everything looked so cheap and awful. I didn't think it was super fierce or creative. I'm not saying that's not true at every Drag Race Thailand episode. It's amazing what they do with so little resources. But this one was awful. The woman, the poor actress was sick. I don't even blame her. She just had no energy. But she was sick. You know, what could she do? And yeah. uh, it was just not good. And then, so let me actually just do this conclusion. Uh, the queens are sent backstage while the judges deliberate. Enemy Wong breaks down in tears, feeling very insecure about her runway look this week. After the judges' deliberations, the queens are called back to the main stage. Dearest Doll and Enemy Wong are called to the front. Okay. Natalia and BL are named safe and told to sashay to the back of the stage, and Amadeva and Jaja uh, are forced to lip sync for their lives. Who won? Who won the. Dearest uh, Doll. Didn't Dearest Doll win? Oh, yeah. Dearest Doll is named the winner of this week's runway challenge. Okay, so now it's Jaja versus Amadeva. The song, last song by Suda Chunban. Uh, now, uh, they tell you on the, on the translation, the lip sync songs from the film, The Last Song, it's about a transgender. Cabaret performer who fell in love with a man, heartbroken. She performed this song as her last and shot herself in the head on the stage. Dark ending there. In the end, the judges are not pleased with the lip sync from either queen, and both Amadeva and Jaja are told to sashay away. Both being comforted by Uncle Natalia on their way off the stage. Loy Roggenkamp, any final thoughts on the episode? All right, so real quick, yeah. I thought that the song choice to me was just basically the, the producers saying, hey, you're both going home today. Uh, because there's no way to make that good. There's no way to make that interesting. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I don't think they really did very well either. But, um, I mean, I guess Amadeva did well. But I also thought it was interesting that when both of the queens were, like, uh, leaving, they went up to, to you know, everybody to say goodbye. And mm-hmm. then Natalia Plycam rushes over like she's the one they definitely want to talk to. It's like yeah. nobody gives a shit about you. Yeah. And she gives she gives uh, Amadiva a hug and starts talking to her. Mm-hmm. And Amadiva's like, oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. And, and Natalia Plycam goes, oh, yeah, I told Amadiva that, you know, she finally got she finally got her drag under control and that she didn't have such trashy drag and she actually looked good for once. So I said that that was a good thing. And so I feel like we left on a good note. Yeah. And I was like, I would have been like, fuck you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then anime Wong said, she goes, you know, I just, she was like crying mm-hmm. and she goes, you know, I just like, I never really got to know Amadeva and I just always felt like she was fake. And now it's like, she's gone. 
that was yeah. it. That's the whole thing that she she had to say about Amadiva. What I, I like, like, oh my god! What I liked about the lip sync, I actually thought Amadiva did a fine job. You know, enough to stay. But the, but what we knew yeah. from last week when they eliminated no one and were running out of episodes, that two people had to go home. Like, yeah, Amadiva could have fucking just you know did the greatest lip sync in Drag Race history. That bitch was going home. You know, which kind of pisses me off because. There was an obvious winner last time, yeah. and there was an obvious winner this time. Yeah. So why not just send? Yeah, like there it was last week was not a, the week where it was like, oh well, they def you know they definitely won. Yeah, you know both won. It was like no 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 they there was one person who did better than the other, and it's like this week too. So it's like that's what that's there for. But it was almost like they were like, well, this is episode da da da. We yeah. have to put in the double Shantae, double yeah. uh, Shantae. And then, uh, you know, and then this is episode, da-da-da, we have to put in the double sachet. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, 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 you're 100% right. And what I, my favorite moment, though, of the episode is there's doing this lip sync song. There's two very different approaches. Jaja does not speak the language, so she's just going, like, watermelon, watermelon, watermelon while she's singing and yeah. doing some weird thing. But, you know, Amadiva, who does know the word, who does speak the language and is giving it her all, they're saying, I just love that. Maybe this is a translation thing. Somebody said, um, uh, you know, Jaja's giving a real camp performance and Amadiva's giving a real dramatic performance. And then at that moment, uh, Amadiva hits her head and her fake blood comes running down her face. And I'm like, you really don't get more camp than that. No. That's then that then doing such a literal on the nose translation of this song to where yeah, like, I think, blood is I think running that down was, her head. I didn't think that was great. But yeah. I also thought it was funny that Jaja was like, Well, going into this, I don't really know the words, but I know the context. And I was like, No, you still need to know the words. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the context for your life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right, here we go. Well, Lori. That's going to do it for... Oh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Drag Race Thailand Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each episode of Drag Race Thailand. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself... Sashay away. Until next week. Shh, 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 sh